Good day, beautiful people. I am your regular host on this podcast. My name remains Ibu Kulua. On this episode, we will be talking about the Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup. Before we go into the details, I would first like to read a fact file about this edition of um, the FIFA World Cup. Qatar 2022 is going to be the 22nd edition of the FIFA World Cup. This is the second to be held in the continent of Asia. It is the fourth to be held in the Middle East and any Arab nation in the world. And in this World Cup, of all the 32 participating teams, about 24 of these teams featured in the last edition. And this is going to be the last edition of the World Cup that would feature 32 teams. Subsequent edition is going to have 48 teams. That is from 2006. On this episode, I am not alone, and I'm with my friend and the, and the person of Shegun Devkuti. Shegun, welcome to this episode of the podcast. Uh, good afternoon, Ibukonlua. I'm also excited. The fever is around the corner. Everybody is excited to see what, um, how the competition will span out. Um, since it's the second time it will be going to Asia, and um, people are really looking forward to what will happen um, in the Arab way. Permit me to use that word. Um, all the teams are already at the venue and everybody's just um raring to go um to fire from all cylinders it's uh, we hope that it will be a season of goals and it will be a season whereby um for the rest of the year we'll still it will be a tournament that we'll still keep talking about in terms of the beautiful game of football no better time to be alive than than today um in the next couple of hours the opening ceremony will get started and um we're looking forward to a lot of um if possibly, maybe there will be an upturn. Maybe there will be a country that has never lifted a trophy, lifting a trophy. Nothing is impossible. I'm excited to be here, Boko. Yeah, good to good to hear from you again. Now let's get um, the 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 teams who will be involved in this mundial. Um, you know, as usual, we have um, 32 teams, four of eight groups. Let's um, quickly run through um, the country profile of this, um, the profile of all these countries in each group. I will be starting um, with Group A. Group A consists of um, the host Qatar, uh, South American team Ecuador. We have the Afcon champion, Senegal, and we have the perennial underachievers, as they are normally called, the Netherlands. So, how about that group? Now, first off, let's um, just check the country profile of um, Qatar. You know, Shagun, for, for, for Qatar, this is their first appearance in, in a FIFA World Cup. And um, in recent times, they've been doing good, you know, they've been... Um, having an upturn since they appointed um, Spaniard Felix Sanchez as their coach um, since um, two, since 2014. No, sorry, since 2019. He's actually been contracted to the Qatari FA since 2014 because he actually took charge of their under-19 team. Now, their star player is Tanzanian-born um, Akram Afif, who is 26 years old. And the most cap player is Azan Alhaidos, who has um, 169 cap. What do you think? What do you feel about um, Qatar? 
how do you see their chances? Me being the host nation, um, all of their fans, all of their citizens will be trooping out, and um, there's no better way for them than going to the first stage, maybe making it to the knockout stages. Nothing is impossible, but I, I'm not expecting much from them. Um, the Qatarian team has not been noted for any anything serious and this is their first entry into the world cup so um as the day goes by when the boys are separated from the men i don't expect them to go that far that's just my that's just my take on the qatarian team okay and also in that also in that group we have um ecuador who is currently ranked 44th in the world and this is going to be their fourth appearance um, in the world cup you know and ecuador's um, best performance in the world cup is um reaching the round of 16 in the 2006 edition of um, the, the FIFA World Cup, you know. Then their coach, Gustavo Avaro, who is an Argentine in 2020, has actually been trying to work his way around with the team, you know. Um, Ecuador's star player is no other than Ena Valencia, you know. I want to believe that name rings the bell, rings the bell in, isn't it, you know. He was a yeah, former. Um, I, think, I think maybe it's related to the same Valencia that played um, for Manchester United. No, 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 no. It wasn't related. But this one is another Valencia. This one actually played for West Ham and um, Everton back then in the Premier League. Yeah. So I uh, would um, uh, being the first game today. I'm expecting the Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian are also South American, so we're expecting to see that fun, that fair play from. Um, that sexy kind of football from them as well against the Qataris. But uh, there are times when um, all you need is just the 12th man in the stand, which is the fans, to scale through. So we really can't tell what's going to happen. But irrespective of what happened, what makes the game beautiful is goals. So we are expecting that the first game of this tournament, there will be goals, a minimum of two goals that will light up um, the atmosphere. Okay, that's that's good to know. Now, next in Group A is Senegal. The, the, the current AFCON champion, a, a country that uh, uh, a country that um, possesses player like um, Bayern Munich's Sadio Mane, who did great exploits in the Premier League before moving to the Bundesliga. They also have um, Talidu Koulibaly, who is currently with Chelsea after a, a reasonable spells in the Serie A with Napoli. And there's there also Chelsea's Edwin Mendy. There is also um, Everton's Idrissa Gueye and um, Watford's um, Ismail Assa. Unfortunately, it has been confirmed that Sadio Mane has been ruled out of the World Cup through injury. How do you see... How do you feel that is going to impact um, Senegal's chances of um, of um, a favorable or a sweet outing in this Mundial? Okay, uh, let's also forget the fact that their coach is also a former player, um, Alio yes. Cize, who was um, in 2000 2002 Korea-Japan World Cup. So his wealth of experience will also come into play. And um, with no... With, um, Sadio Mane would definitely be missed, but um, they, would, they have to move on. And then playing against the perennial losers of all time, uh, Netherlands. I'm sorry I call them losers of all time. They've not lifted the trophy, but they're always coming to the tournament with the best of teams. And who, who, who really can't say? We really can't say maybe this year is going to be their year. But you, you, 
being an African, I'll be rooting for them. I'll be rooting for the Senegalese team, and I'll be hoping that they make it out of this phase. And um, if, if possibly, maybe change the tune of things for Africans and get to the semi-finals for the very first time, if not lifting the trophy, I would like to. I would like to remain uh, true to my roots. So that's. I hope they can fly as far, even without a man in their team. Yeah, yeah. I know you always like to stay true to your roots. Now, lastly, in Group A is the Netherlands, the Orange Boys, the perennial underachievers, as they are fondly called. You know, this is going to be their tenth appearance in a World Cup. They are currently ranked eighth in the world, and um, their best performers have been runners-up thrice. You know, they've been three times runners-up in the FIFA Mundial, as um, in 1974, 1978, and as um, recent as 2010 when they lost to Andres Iniesta's single goal uh, Andres Iniesta's single goal in um, the, the first edition in Africa on African soil so what are the chances you know they have currently the Netherlands uh, have um, young talent you know and they're also been guided by the well experienced and versatile Louis van Gaal who is on his third stint as um, the Orange Boys and manager you know, there are chances. What do you feel about their chances? I think uh, going into the tournament as um, perennial losers um, is definitely going to be um, is definitely going to affect their psyche. And um, those players will be looking forward to maybe they are the golden era to actually um, turn around the tide of things. And um, for Luz Van Gaal, who's coming back to the team uh, for his third things, I think he, he he has a whole lot of things to prove. Um, with the emergence of Van Dijk at the back front, we still have um, Frank de Jong, we still have Melfis to pay and some other young players. I think um, you can't take anything away from them. I, I yeah, see them going through that with any other thing. I don't want to mention any other thing now because my head is saying Senegal and I'm also thinking it will make more sense for the attendance if the Qatar is also scaled through to the second round of the tournament. So for me, Netherlands will go through that group. Okay, so for you, Group A, you are tipping Netherlands and Senegal, right? Yes, I just want to remain African. Okay, now quickly, let's go to Group B. We are Group B consists of England, Iran, United States of America, and um, Wales. You know, of course, England. We all know anywhere you find the English, the three lions. It's always going to be with so much uh, so much publicity and um, PR effect, you know. Um, England is currently ranked fifth in the world and they've had, they, this will be their 16th appearance in the FIFA World Cup. Of course, their best performance is definitely the 1966 World Cup win where they hosted and won. And that's, and I think that's the World Cup where Bobby Moore was uh, the captain on home soil. You know, outside that, there is no other honor the three lions have garnered. They've also been another underachiever, despite all, uh, despite how entertaining and intense their league is. It's it's it begs to it begs the question: Why haven't they been able to achieve more honors in football until now? Since after the 1960, 1966 um, uh, World Cup, with which they won, you know your take. 
Uh, my take as usual, um, um, Gareth Southgate is not the gaffer to actually lift them to lead them into lifting the trophy, and um, I don't see them going beyond the quarterfinals. Um, for me, they will scale through this group. Um, I think they will scale through with the United States, except there's an upturn, an upturn in the sense that I, I don't, um, the Iranian things you never can tell, and the boys from the United States as well. But all things being equal, Gareth Southgate will actually lead them out of this group. But I, when they get to where the boys are separated from the men, I don't think they really have what it takes to actually lift the trophy. They are fantastic players, but um, their problem has always been playing together as a team. The synergy is not there. And um, I don't think Harry Kane would... Um, Harry Kane would score goals, definitely, and is a good um, player. He's a great um, team player. But I really don't see them going beyond the quarterfinals. And going by the words of Ray Rooney, they have all of the departments in quotes. They are fantastic players, but where they think to, uh, where they think they lack much of um, much of courage and much of um, bravery should be at the back line. I, and definitely, if they play against any technical team with a very good letter finisher, they will struggle. So for me, they will make it through the group stage, but I don't see them lifting the trophy. But some some would really argue that. Um, England now has um, more players and in, in the defensive department, but it just boils down to Gareth Southgate not picking um, the right player that could do a job. At least for one, there is AC Milan's um, Fikayo Tomori who was actually um, uh, ignored in this World Cup despite having a good reign of form with the Serie A Giants in leading them and guiding them to win the Serie A title last season. And he has actually continued in the same rich um, vein of form as in so far this season. Yeah, for me, Tomori is not in the World Cup. He's not going to the World Cup. And if he's not there, um, those are some of the things that we are still saying. Um, when, when your best of legs are not there. So you have to make do with what you have. And um, with what I can see at the back line, like I said, if they play a team that has um a good um a great goal poacher definitely they will struggle they have all the players in the midfield uh their front line is puzzling so they won't have problem converting chances but where the problem lies is at the back line and um like i said i don't see Gareth southgate leading him to lifting the trophy it is such an impossible that tax if you ask me hmm, tough call now also in that group we have um Gareth bills wills who is um England's um, neighbor in the in the United Kingdom, you know, this is actually going to be their 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 second um, appearance in a FIFA World Cup tourney. You know, Wales, Wales. When you look at them, you feel they have um, this experience, wealth of experience in the team. You know, we have the likes of Gareth Bale, we have Ben Davies, Harry Wilson with Bournemouth. You know, there's Aaron Ramsey, former Arsenal player who's currently on loan in France with Nice. Then there is Daniel James, who is with Fulham now, I think, the former Man United um, winger, you know. And there's also Joe Allen. Yeah, there's Joe Allen, the former mid um, Liverpool and Stoke City midfielder. I think he's still with Stoke City. I wouldn't know at the moment. I think he's still with Stoke, Stoke City. So, what are the chances? Do you think in the mix of moving to the next round. Do you think Wales is also in the mix? Because I can see you are pointing on England and the United States of America. Don't you think Wales is also will can also be in the mix? 
uh, it's going to really be a, 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 a tug of war between the United States and Wales. For me, England will scale through. Um, even in their worst of days, um, they always find a way to muzzle out things. Uh, so for me, they'll go through the group. But it's, um, it's going to be a tug of war between the United States and Wales. And um, when it comes to individual brilliance, I think Wales should take the day. But I think the United States of American players play more together as a team and the synergy is there. So I see them going through that phase. So for me, England, United States will scale through that group, except there's an upturn. And an upturn, I mean, maybe Iran also will scale through, but I, I don't see them as a serious contender. Yeah, come to think of it, Iran. Iran is now being managed, uh, managed by former Carlos manager Carlos Queiroz. And I think in recent times, Iran have been doing very well, you know, in the Pan-Arab Games, uh, uh, this Asian Cup, you know, they've been doing like real good in recent time, you know. And um, one would feel maybe they could just be the dark horses for that group. Um, if if there are options that I would like to see in the World Cup, I think Iran should be one of the teams I would love to see them going through the phase and maybe getting through the quarterfinals. Um, there's always this um, anxiety level of um, the World Cup coming around with um, barricade of surprises. So this will not be an exception. I'll be excited. I'll be excited if we could get this. Yeah. Yeah, lastly in that group is the United States of America, you know. The, 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 this is a team that is, you know, that has wealth of young talents. When I mean young talents, you see, bulk of their current players are with average age of, I think, 22 or 23. You know, they have Chelsea's um, Christian Pulisic, who is termed Captain America. And then this former Barcelona right back, Sergio Dest. They also have um, Giorina with Borussia Dortmund and um, Africa's legendary um, striker, George Weir. He also has his son, Timothy Weir, representing the United States. Then there's also this, um, this uh, Western, Western McKenney who plays for, for Juventus. You know? I mean, these are young and exciting talents. You know? Yeah, these are, these are great young, interesting players going to the World Cup for the very first time and um, they nav- they might be nervous playing on a big stage for the first time. Uh, but uh, like I said, like I said earlier, much is expected because of the influence of their captain. Um, the American boy, the Chelsea wonder kid, um, Christian Pulisic, he, he's, he's been in Sterling form for the United States, so perhaps the form will continue and they might get something. Um, to celebrate something worth celebrating, um, making it through the, the group stage. So, so you really can't count them out. You can't count them out. So they are not. They might look like um, a very young, talented side. Um, the Midas touch can work for them, and um, the stroke of luck, perhaps the god of football, will smile on them and they'll make it through the stage. So you take Group B. Which teams are progressing? Um, for Group B, I'm taking. England and I'm taking the United States. Um, my favorite team in the world is Chelsea, so I want I want my Chelsea guys to actually proceed out of the group. <laughs> okay, okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did. So quickly, let's go to Group C. Group C consists of Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and um, Poland. You know, now country profile Argentina. I mean, need I say more? 
I think we all know how, what Argentina is capable of. Considering the current crop of guys they are having, these are guys who are doing wonderfully well in their respective clubs. I mean, the ever dynamic Lionel Messi, you have um, Lisandro Martinez with my um, with Man- Manchester United, there is Nicolas Otamendi with Benfica, there is Rodrigo de Paul, I think, with um, Atletico Madrid, there's Leandro Paredes for PSG, that's um, Lionel Messi's um, teammate in the, on the club side, there's Papu Gomez, Angel de Maria, you know, who has just made his move to Bayern. Ventures. There's Latauro Martinez firing on all cylinders for Inter Milan in Serie A. And there's also Julian Alvarez, who is currently doing uh, his trade with Man City in the Man Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. This avalanche of players give you options. And um, this might eventually also be the last work for Lionel Messi. So there's no better time for him to leave the trophy having celebrated winning the Copa America. So this might be the icing on the cake. Um, you really can't tell. But um, this caliber of players they have at their disposal, nothing stops them from lifting the trophy. So um, they should come out clean in Group C. They should come out winning their matches and topping the group. And I think the dark ox, the dark ox in that group will definitely be Saudi Arabia. And it might be the one that will be flogged um, severely. We also have Mexico and Poland. And um, Poland, let's not forget, Poland will be coming with a Polish striker who is playing his trade um, with um, Barcelona and Lewandowski. So yeah. much is expected from his team as well. So I think for me, Argentina and Poland was cold, was killed through this group. Um, provided Mexico doesn't bring anything um, doesn't bring that barricade of experiences into the into the uh, into the team. If they do, then we can we might eventually see Argentina and Mexico going through. But I would love Lewandowski to actually have an impact on on the world stage. This should be his first World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he was in the last World Cup. Yeah, I World think Cup. they were. Poland was in the last World Cup. I think they were in two thousand. They were in the two thousand and eighteen edition. So I think then quickly let's move to Group D. Group D consists of the defending champion, France, Australia, Denmark, and um, Tunisia. I mean, France, they are the defending champion. But France have been rocked with injury. You know, just last night, it was also confirmed that Karim Benzema will be missing out on the World Cup. Just... 24 hours to the World Cup. I mean, he's just he just got back. He didn't he didn't feature in the last edition because that was when he had this is um, disciplinary issue with um, the, the 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 French national team. How disappointing that would be for him. Well, well, for me, I think I'll be going back history lane. They won the trophy in um, 1998. They hosted and won, and they didn't make it through the group stage in um, 2002 when it was co-hosted by Japan and South Korea. So for me, irrespective of the barricade of injuries they have now, I really don't see them going through the group phase. History has a pivotal role in in the game of football, so I don't see them going through that first phase. And if eventually... I think at this stage I, I I actually beg to differ because hey my 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 allegiance has always been to the French national team. Yes, I understand. So they have the of African bunch of players. <laughs> not even at that, not even at that. But you know, I just love the French national team. And not to talk of currently, they have one of the as an areas of 
stars, you know, the best talents you could find there in, in, in the world. There. You know, they have this Aurelian Chuanmeni and um, Eduardo Camavinga who's playing their trade with Real Madrid. There is a Matthew Guendouzi, Lucas and Theo Hernandez, Rafael Vanan. I mean, William Saliba. Oh man, what can we not say about Rose? Yeah, the Rose right the defender. Yeah, you know, they have a couple of players to get the job done. And um, yes, like like true. I said, yeah, I know every World Cup always comes with an upstage. So for me, that's the upstage I'm looking at. I might be wrong, yes. and you might be right. You can the ball can shoot anyway. We also have we also have a Denmark in that team. Denmark yeah. seems to be pulling their stunt, you know, out of um, public view. When I say when I mean with less with less spotlight you know their Denmark is currently 10th in the world 10th in the world in world ranking you know they still have their key player Manchester United's Christian Eriksen I mean I mean I mean so I think I think on in group D I will tip France and Denmark to progress to the next round how about you um, I'll tip Denmark and um, I think I want to make sure to scale through as well. Okay, okay. Now, straight up, let's move to, to, to Group E. Group E has um, the likes of um, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Now, this is one funny group, you know. When you look at this, the, the makeup of this group, this group consists of players who are doing good in their trade. I mean, Japan, for instance. Japan has the likes of Takumi Minamino, you know, Kaoru Mitoma who plays, plays the straight with Brighton. There is Maya Yoshida who was um, formerly with Southampton, you know, then there is Takehiro Tomiyasu, Asna's um, uh, 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 right back, you know. There's also Daichi, uh, Daichi Kamada who plays the straight for Frankfurt. And this young, exciting midfielder, Takefusa Kubo, who is currently with Real Sociedad. I mean, Japan also has this array of talent, you know. You know, I mean, yeah. I think I think what's what's what makes the World Cup different from the league games is um, um, it's actually a bigger stage and it's um, it requires a whole lot of nerve to actually perform um, on this top stage. So those players you've mentioned are fantastic players, but um, can they deliver on a big stage? That's the big question begging for answer. So, we are looking at the group on paper, Spain, Germany, Costa Rica, Japan, you would outrightly say Spain and Germany would definitely scale through. Of course, of course, because, because Spain and Germany are also having exciting talent. Yeah, Spain and Germany are also having exciting talent. I mean, as the flick, as the flick is blessed with the likes of Leroy Sané, Joshua Kimi, you know, Kayavat, Sajikinabi, just like, just also as um, Luis Enrique, as um, the likes of um, Sergio Busquets with his wealth of experience, you know, and there is youngsters in uh, this Barcelona youngsters, Pedri and Gabi, you know, Man City's Rodri, Chelsea's okay. Aspilicueta, Ansu Fati, and there is Koke, there is Ferran Torres. I mean, this is one group that looks to be exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, on paper, on paper, on paper, like I said, on paper, but um, on paper is actually different from what will happen within the 90 minutes on the pitch of play. So, um, for group E, I don't, I really don't want to, I really don't want to pinpoint anything, anything scaling through. Um, because on paper, it looks like Spain and Germany, but something keeps telling me, mm, and there will be an upstage in that group, so I leave it open. Okay, okay, 
I'm actually not going to make a call to on that group. Now, straight to group F, you know, we have um, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I mean, I mean, Belgium with their fantastic stars. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne doing his beat in the EPL, you know. Then there is um, Thibaut Courtois, there's Jean Ventogen, uh, Leicester City, Eddie Hazard with all his injuries still make the court, you know. His worth of experience is still needed in that team, and um, what the better way maybe to redeem his image, preferably uh, if he has a fantastic um, walk-up session, he might um, he might get um, a transfer away from uh, Real Madrid because he hasn't proved his his words ever since he stepped into the Bernabeu Stadium. So Belgium, I think they are currently placed um, eighth in the world. No, they are second. Second, second in the world. world. Yes. If they are playing second in the world, um, that means coming behind um, the Brazilian team, we expect much from them. Let's not forget Croatia with the um, uh, ageless uh, Mesto midfielder in person of Luka Modric. Uh, he brings a whole lot to the table. There's Perisicals as well in that team. So you'd, um, and Canada also. Canada also portray Alfonso Davids. And some yeah. other Arab stars. There's, Afon- so- there's, Afon- there's Afonso Davis for Bayern Munich, and there's also Jonathan David, who plays for for Lille. And there's also um, this exciting striker, Sal Lorraine, who plays in Belgium with um, Club Bruges. I mean, he must have faced some of these Belgian guys, you know. So I I think uh, Group F looks exciting, Belgium, but I think Croatia was guilty. Well, to oh, yeah. But I wouldn't want to rule out Morocco just yet. Uh, Morocco, I think. Uh, Morocco also has Hakim Ziyech of Chelsea. Yeah, there's, yes, there's Ashraf Hakimi. You know, there's the Ashraf Hakimi. There's Sofia Mbupa. Like, you know, in, in every other group that has an African team, I don't want to count them out, any of the African team. That's why the fact that Nigeria is not there, I think I'm still rooting for them. Um, you never can tell. Um, they really don't celebrate um, us to leave the trophy. But you can't tell. Maybe the fortune fortune will smile at us this time around uh, that it's been no stead in Asia. We really can't tell. But I think um, Croatia will scale through and Belgium will scale through as well. Except Canada and Mexico decides to bring um, an upstage or decides to do something unique and um, uh, confuse the pundits. Yeah, except that I don't see anything happening that would change the tide of things for Group F. No, I think I think for Group F, I'm just going to take Belgium and Croatia. Yeah. So moving on to Group G. Group G uh, uh, consists of Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. To me. This is the group of the tournament. To me, I mean, this is the group of the tournament. You know, Brazil currently ranked number one in the world. Not just being ranked number one in the world, they are the record holder in terms of number of World Cups won. You know, they've won it five times. And they are the only, I think they are about the only team who has featured in every edition of the World Cup they have been involved in and i mean are you going to talk about the wealth of players they have now i mean when you look at the players dropped by brazil you still ask yourself i mean those players could even make a better team like i mean yes, some of the players that have dropped for brazil could also make would 
would catch in other things of the world. So um, Brazil should scale through. But like you said, these are interesting times. And um, let's see what um, Switzerland also have the likes of Shakiri um, coming into and, yeah, and Cameroon also, the dark horse. Let's not forget that the Cameroonian team was the first African team to get to the quarterfinal uh, yes. of the World Cup stage. So, yeah, wealth of experience. Samuel told also, um, putting, being their FA chairman, putting all things um, in place to make sure exactly. those guys... Excitingly, Cameroon has been coached by Rigobert Song. So, just like Senegal is also being coached by Alucizi, um, former players having, um, having what it takes their weight of experience and um, bringing it into the team. Uh, you never can tell. You never can tell. Cameroon, I, I look forward to Cameroon scaling through. And I don't want to see another repeat of what we saw some years back where Brazil spanked Cameroon 5-0. I hope we don't live to see such things again in the game of football. Also, also let's look at Switzerland, you know. Um, Sabia, rather. You know, Sabia with um, 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 Mil- Milenkovic Savage, you know. They also have Dusan Blauvich. Uh, Fulham's Alexander Alexander Mitrovic, you know, you know. Also, they have Philip Kostic, uh, Luka Jovic, this this um, former Frankfurt um, striker that made his move to to Real Madrid before moving up now due to a lack of game. And you can't rule away their current captain, former Southampton midfielder, and who currently plays with them, Ajax or Dusan Tadic. I mean, Sabia. I think Serbia, with the likes of Mitrovic in their front line, you re- no defender can actually blink your eye when you have that kind of a player um, as a striker. Um, Serbia also, they are good to go. Tadic will be there. They are good to go. Jovic. They have a whole lot of players who can prove their own metal against any other player in the world. So, uh, Serbia also is a fantastic team to watch out for, just like Switzerland. And um, I'm looking forward to watching the game between Serbia and Switzerland. It would it would be exciting for me. Yeah. I mean, for me, on paper, this is about the toughest group in the World Cup. I mean, on paper, to me, you know, that's the most that's the most balanced the most balanced um, group so far. You know, so for me, I'm tipping Brazil and Switzerland to progress from this group. How about you? Well, this is a tall order for the Cameroonian team, and um, if they actually make it through this group, then I think I will tip them to leave the trophy. Uh, but I only think, uh, for me, I only go with Brazil for now. Every oh. every other team can slow can slog it out for the second fair, for the second for the second position in that group. Okay. And finally, Group H consists of Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and um, South Korea. This is another interesting group. Yeah, this is, um, we, uh, Portugal also are blessed with uh, one of the finest footballers that I've ever graced, um, that we are privileged to watch at our own dispensation, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, we have um, Bruno Andes. We have a whole lot of players also for Portugal's team. Um, Ghana are bitter rivals. Nigerian bitter rivals from <laughs> time. I I don't <laughs> permit me with my bad with my bad intentions. I really don't want them to scale through. I want them to uh, be the scapegoat in that 
been for African nations over time now. Why? Like I said, there's always that rivalry when it comes to Ghana and Nigeria. That rivalry is very much alive. The um, if that if they had done the natural would have scaled through. But I see, even if we are still true and we are in this kind of group, I think I wouldn't even want to root for the Super Eagles in this kind of group. Um, for me, I'll um, Portugal and I'll be looking at South Korea, maybe because of Song, um, the, the sports um, playmaker. So I think I'll, um, I'll go with Portugal. Any other team should can, can slog it out for the second position. But I think Portugal will still. No, with Portugal, you know, the talisman, Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, just prior to prior to the to, to the World Cup week, he granted an, an interview with a um, British journalist, Piers Morgan, where he laid in on um, Manchester United, laid in on the mar- manager Eric Ten Hag, also took a dig at the club hierarchy, citing you know so many things that doesn't really seem cool with um, fans out there. Do you wow. think this really affect him? going into the World Cup or Ronaldo would definitely still be Ronaldo like we all know. Ronaldo would definitely be Ronaldo and let's not forget this might be his last World Cup as well. Um, uh, in the next four years he will be he'll be he'll be about 40. So if this might be his best and last World Cup so he would irrespective of the interview granted to Pierce Morgan on the pitch of play is a different ball game entirely. So I expect him to to bring his wealth of experience and um, I expect him to chart a new course for the Portuguese team. Um, it's, it's, it's not an uphill tax. It's an uphill tax, but I don't think it's impossible for them to leave the trophy as well. They have the way we don't to do it. Mm, no, because currently, I would agree with you, currently, Portugal is also blessed with loads of young talent. I mean, there is AC Milan's Rafael Leao, there's Jao Mario, who's currently with Sporting, there's Vitinha, there's Jao Felix with Atletico Madrid. I mean, Danilo Pereira with PSG, there is Ruben Neves and um, Nuno Mendes with um, um, Wolverhampton Wanderers in England, there is Bernardo Silva with Man City, Bruno Fernandes, Jao Cancelo also with Man City. I mean, there's Diogo Dalo. I mean, I mean, Portugal is actually blessed. They still have the talisman, the defensive, the, the defensive um warlord, Pepe. Pepe, Pepe is staying in the team and um uh, don't remind me of the episode of what happened when we play against them during the <laughs> friendly match when um... <laughs> But that was just a friendly, that was just a friendly <laughs> anyway. I know, I know. And um, no, I think I, I don't know how true it is, but um Bruno have uh, another said that um we never give them um much sweats. And they were really, um, they were disappointed at the, at the tone of play from Super Eagles. But like I said, that's just a friendly game, so we really can't take that um, as it is. But um, Ghana, like I said, I really don't want to speak on that thing. Um, no, but, but, but Ghana, but Ghana currently, but Ghana currently, when you look at the, 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 the players that are going to be parading in the World Cup, they also have exciting talents in the rank, you know. Asnas Thomas Pate, who is having one of his best, best season in recent times, you know, devoid of um, injuries. They also have the most fittest footballer, like I would always want to call him in recent times, Inaki Williams, who just um, pledged his allegiance um, to Ghana. And uh, they also have um, Brighton's um, Tariq Lamte, who just um, made the switch to represent Ghana. Yeah. They also have they also have, um, they also have Ajax talisman um, Mohamed Kudus. 
yeah, and they also have Mamadou Salisu, the 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 Ayu brothers as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they are fantastic players as well, like you said. And um, but how how would they be able to survive the the array of players that Portugal will also bring to the table? Um, that will be their first game, Portugal against Ghana. And um, I think the first game will actually be a major decider for them. So let's see what happens in the first game if they can hold their own. And this is also to the team. This is also to the team. I will tip after for to, after Portugal to 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 make it through to the next round. Uruguay. I mean, you just can't look past Uruguay. Uruguay has the likes of Federico Valverde, Madrid's um, midfielder. They also have the ever-present Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani. You know, with the wealth of experience. Also, they have um, Spurs' midfielder Rodrigo Bentanco. You know, Jose Maria Jimenez of. Um, Atletico Madrid and Barcelona's defender Ronald Araujo, you know. I mean, for me, any of the group in which you have um, the South American teams, um, they are always a delight to watch. Not just a delight. Um, for me, I think this World Cup is in the taking for the South Americans. I have tagged it um, the year in which the South American will win the trophy. So any of the South American teams that you find in your group, watch out, watch out for them. They would, um, um, they would. Um, they would come out of the group and they are actually potential um they are potential leaders to actually leave the trophy as well okay so now i've run through the profile of um uh, of the countries involved in the world cup now who are the stars to watch out for i mean like outside the usual stars you know you have the neymar you have the messi we have the Ronaldo, the Mbappe, you know, of course. Yeah, we are still going to sure. miss out. We are still going to miss out on loads of stars due to injury. You know, Benzema is out, Sadio Mane is out, Nkuku is out, yeah. Popoba yeah. is out, you know, Kante. I mean, loads of loads of stars missing out on this edition of the World Cup due to injuries. I think it also it also gives the ample opportunity for um, other players to actually come forward, come forward and shine as well. When those um, big provide players are not there, um, you never can tell. The other players will also light up the tournament. And um, um, I'm looking forward to. My eyes are spot on the Argentine team, and um, I'm all, I'm also looking at um, the Portuguese as well. So. Um, the ben, sorry, Ben. I wanted to mention Benzema. I remember just now that he's not going to be playing in the tournament. The Vinicius Junior, the Rodrigo, um, the Rafinhas, the Antony, the young, um, the young star from Manchester United, which was signed from IS. Um, there will be surprises, and at the end of the day, I I think um, this might be one of the best World Cup ever. In the history of womankind let's let's just I wait really, i really i actually really want it to be the best because when you also think we've mentioned the the main stars you know like the regular stars we've known now when you now look at the areas of young talents making the walk up i mean walk of who are making it for the first time it's yes and, and you know let's not you know, forget, the, you know you know we have the likes of jude bellingham for england who plays bundesliga you have Gavi with Spain, Pedri with Spain, you know, Chouameni, who plays the trade with um, uh, Real Madrid alongside his compatriots in Kamavinga. We also have Jamal Musiala. Jamal Musiala, who could have actually played for Nigeria because he also has Nigerian roots. We also have Yusuf Amukoku, 
who plays who's representing Germany and also plays his football with Dortmund. Then of course we can't forget Bukayo Saka with Arsenal, and also as well as Martinelli. Then you can't look past Rodrigo with um, Real Madrid and Julian Alvarez. I mean, these are exciting young talents. You have Jorena, you have Jorena, Timoway. You know, we have Jorena, Timoway, like loads of exciting talents. You know, we have loads of exciting young talents that should um, come to the tournament and lead out the tournament. Um, and maybe this might be the World Cup that we have the. We have more goals. Um, the highest number of goals that have been recorded have been so far in um, France, 98, 171 goals, and likewise Brazil, 2014. Um, I'm looking forward to them breaking the deadlock of going beyond 175 goals with this array of young players and a mist of um, established strikers up front. So um, I think the goalkeepers will just will have a whole lot of workload to do. I I see this World Cup being exciting and. Um, um, so many controversies have been said um, around this, around this um, country hosting the World Cup. So many they've been tagged as um, way too conservative. Um, I really don't know how the English team will cope without um, alcohol, alcohol being sold at different figure football stadiums. Uh, let's see how it turns out to be. Let's see how it turns out to be. But for, for me, me, for me, in terms of all these other 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 news that's been bringing controversies to the to the Mundial that is about to be staged, I actually just want to block myself out of it because all I'm focused in, all you focused on is the football. I am only interested in the football. This is the FIFA, FIFA World Cup. It is not a political movement. It is not an human rights movement. It is just football. I just football. want the spectacle of the beautiful game. That is all I'm interested in. Now, speaking of which, who is, who is going to be, I mean, who are the breakout talents you are watching out for? Like the breakout talent you're working for. Mm, I think I'll be looking at Pedri, Pedri of Spain. Um, I'll also be looking at Avarez, Avarez of Uruguay. Um, I hope um, the son of George Will will also get enough playing time in the colors of the United States of America. Um, I've mentioned three players um, trying to. I'll also be looking at Ju um, Billiam, Billiam of um uh, Billiam, yeah. Yes, of of um of in, the English team. And um Netherlands as well. Like we all know them as the perennial losers and um my head is saying Netherlands might leave the trophy. Um they have the arrays of players to do so as well, but you really can't write out any of the South American players, any of the South American teams. They have all it takes, and they've not lifted this trophy for a while. Um, back to back, it has been the turn of the Europeans. So I think for me, I think I'll be rooting behind the South Americans. And except the miracle happens, who knows? We never can tell. Africa is also a tournament, it's also a continent uh, worthy of lifting the trophy. Now, I think those players up. I mentioned are the players I'm actually looking forward to see them light up the atmosphere. I'm not forgetting uh, Kevin De Bruyne of Belgium as well. I really want the Belgium team. Um, they, are, they are aging and they are getting to the peak of their career. And um, there's no better way to end your career um, without um, without lifting a trophy for your national team. So those are the those are my takes about the teams I'm looking forward to see light up the tournament. Oh. Now I'm going to put you now I'm going to put you on the spot. Um 
the Qatar 2022 football tourney. Which teams are going to make the final and who is definitely going to lift the trophy? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, if you're putting me on the spot, for me, I, it's, it's looks impossible. I would have prefer a situation where we have Argentina playing Portugal. I want to see the I two greatest of all time playing against themselves before they hang their boots. That would have been a perfect and befitting climax to the World Cup. To the World Cup. There's no better way for them to, uh, to end their illustrious career. And it, it, will be a, it will be a beautiful game of football. Uh, I really want to I really want to see Lionel Messi lifting the trophy before he hangs up his boots. Yeah, for me, my 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 aunt is actually telling me Brazil versus Argentina, a repeat of the cup. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not it's actually not a repeat, but I would have loved Brazil versus Argentina. But my sentiment is speaking France versus Argentina, and France is going to be lifting the World Cup. So. Uh, we're just a couple of hours away. In the next four hours, the first game of the tournament to get started. Um, yeah. Qatar versus Ecuador. Um, the beautiful game of football is coming alive. No better time to be a fan. Uh, let's go all out, enjoy the game, uh, enjoy the moment, and root for our African teams. And root, root, we can tell uh, if there's oh, any. You're not rooting for Ghana now. You're not rooting for Ghana. No, Ghana is the only team I'm not rooting for because uh, the rivalry is still there. Uh, the rivalry is still there. So I'm not rooting for Ghana. Every other African team is represented. I'm rooting out for them, and I wish them all the best. All right, of all right, all right. Thank you very much for joining the the episode, Shegwa. As always, the pleasure is always mine. Thank you very much. Yeah. And we come to the end of um, this episode, and um, we wish you all an exciting World Cup event and. Um, it will come your time. It will come your way again next time. Have a wonderful afternoon. Bye.